0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, folks, this war on the cops, uh, uh, I don't get it. I mean, I really don't get it. I want to get into this today. I've got a lot to talk about. I've got a really loaded show. Rudy Giuliani was on Maria Bartiromo's show this weekend, just blowing up this whole Biden-Ukraine whistleblower thing. Devin Nunes, I've got uh, uh, he had an, another piece of video from him, which is devastating. I want to get to what happened something last night at the Oscars, which will blow your mind. It's going to be a packed show, but I, I want to start with this. Just bear with me today. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show, Producer Joe. How are you? Everything going okay this hey, weekend? Man.
1: Yeah, everything's going good. But you know what? Like you good said, buddy. we I don't know if you know or not, but we had two cops shot right here where I live last week. Uh, it's uh,
0: last it's, week. I'm going to get to this because this is unforgivable. Yeah. i really, what's going on here? And I just want to make sure I was, I was up in the air if I should cover this or not.
1: Uh, I get you know, but, when you said oh, that. Let's get right to it. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. No, it's getting worse. All right. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at We the People Holsters, ladies and gentlemen. We the People Holsters. Check these out. Look at this babe boy. That is beautiful. The Constitution holster. I love this one. Visit weThepeopleholsters.com slash Dan enter code Dan for $10 off your order. These are some of the finest holsters out there. These are precision molds, ladies and gentlemen. Precision molds. Look at that. That's their constitution. Why well, I love this one. It's one of my personal favorites. You can adjust the cant and the ride. Now, for you, of those of you in the market for a high quality holster. The canton in the ride. You know, when you have these in the pants holsters, right? Some of them, they don't have the ability to adjust, uh, to adjust the, the clip, the belt clip right here. And what happens? It rubs up against your hip. Not with these. You have these two simple screws. You can turn them. You can adjust it for comfort and security at the same time. They have their own 3D design team that measures every micromillimeter of the firearm to ensure the perfect fit. Once you snap it in, you hear click. And you know you've got a secure, comfortable, snug fit at all times. And they've got uh, terrific designs. Like I said, I love this Constitution design myself. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Get yours today. Every holster ships free and comes with a lifetime guarantee. Enter the offer code Dan and receive an additional $10 off your order. Check out their Trump holster, too. It's a great way to show your support for our president. Satisfaction is guaranteed. You're going to love it. We the people slash Dan offer code Dan for an additional $10 off. We the people holsters.com slash Dan, check those out. You're going to love these holsters. They're great. All right, Joe, let's go open and bell for today. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So, you know, I debated talking about this cause I do have a lot to get to. It's always a busy news weekend, but we had this weekend another incident in New York city and attempted a literal uh, attempted assassination of two police officers in New mm. York city. Um, and just hours later, We had another attack inside, I believe it was the 41st Precinct in the Bronx, where a man walks in and opens fire, uh, hits one of the lieutenants on the desk. And folks, I was on Fox & Friends twice this weekend, uh, one of my favorite shows on Fox to do, um, and I was talking about this. And I was asked by a good friend of mine at the network, he knows who he is, he listens to the show sometimes, but he texted me this morning because I was on the show. And while I was on the air, I I was being asked about it, and I said, uh, you know, I'd like to talk about the reason I became a cop, but it's a little much for the air and I'm afraid I'll break on this. So I'd rather not. And, uh, I got a text after the show and, uh, my friend at the network said, what were you talking about there? You know, what, what, what happened to you? Why, why, you know, you never told me that before. So I, I, I feel like an obligation to my audience. I'm a little uncomfortable talking about it, but I'll talk about it anyway. It's just a quick story for you, but I wanted to be a doctor when I was a kid. I didn't want to be a police officer up until I was about nine or 10 years old. If I'm off by a year or so, forgive me. um, I don't remember exactly how old I was, but I was a kid. And I'm not going to say who out of respect for this person in my family, but there was a guy in my life at the time um, who was associated with someone else. Again, I'll leave it at that. But he was an alcoholic and he was a physical abuser and unfortunately terrorized my childhood and that of my brothers too. He was a Hulk of a guy, still is. About 6'5", probably close to 275, maybe more. He was a former boxer and he was a man who candidly wasn't afraid of anything or anyone. When we finally got rid of this guy... decided to come back one night and i lived on 64th place right up in liberty park in glendale i'm not going to say the address but we sold the house and late at night he showed up slamming on windows breaking stuff and couldn't get in the house thankfully because of the way the house was designed But decided he was going to start kicking at the front door, which was probably about five minutes from giving way, if not less, because he was a monstrosity of a human being. And I was about nine in tears and terrified. And the way my house was set up, it was all one big, looked like a bowling alley. It was all one big lane. You could see out the front window what was happening. I was pretty scared. And this guy wasn't afraid of anything. But he was afraid of the cops. And when the cops showed up that night, it all stopped. And it was a moment of peace and serenity, oddly, after a moment of pure, unadulterated horror as a kid, thinking what was going to happen if that front door gave. And when those two cops showed up, I'll never forget, it was a guy, Italian-looking guy, normal size, wasn't some big hulk of a man. And it was a shorter-looking female cop. They were from the 104 precinct in Glendale, New York. Everything stopped. And I remember thanking God literally as a 9, 10-year-old kid that it all stopped because I thought like my life was going to end. I'm not messing with you. That's why I became a cop and didn't go to medical school. And I'm not kidding because I wanted to be able to change some little 9-year-old's life that same way. So if you're asking why when I go on the air and Fox and & Friends... I get extra passionate, furious, sometimes volcanic when I have to comment on stories about people crapping all over the cops every day and using them as your political football. That's why. They have the power to change lives every day, and they do, whether they know it or not. And they don't always go out and take a bow. They don't get an Academy Award. They don't get to give an acceptance speech bashing Donald Trump. They don't get big cash awards at the end of the month. They deal every single day with people at the worst moments of their lives. And you know what? They keep it all quiet and they just go to work and do their jobs. Are there bad apples? There's always bad apples. And we have ways of dealing with that. But if you think crapping on the cops, you're going to be welcome here. You can find a different show because you found the wrong spell. This is not your place. I'm sorry. These men and women are on the front lines of that fine line between civilization and chaos. And while I'll always be a libertarian, and my, a lot of my police friends are too, liberty matters, and cops should defend them, Their laws for them too, that line is protected by them. I will never, ever forget that story. Ever. And that was just one call that night, that those two cops, I would love to find them to this day, that those two cops responded to. They're probably long since retired. All right. Sorry. Like I said, I didn't want to do that on the air on Fox because I was candidly afraid of just losing it because it's such an emotional story for me. Amen, bro. All right. I got a lot to get to. Yeah. Thanks pal. You know, I know, uh, You've probably heard that story a thousand times. No. Well, yeah. So uh on a lighter note, Joe Biden, which is always a lighter oh. note. Like, who talk about weird segues, right? Lighter note, who just got yeah, I, I mean, it's like a <laughs> right? It's like a walk. I need it. I need to get like emotionally reset. It's like a walking comedy act. And I, I candidly, it's always sad to watch at this point. Um, it really is. Um, but it's not sad to watch because it's sad to watch a human being melt down so publicly. But on the other hand, ladies and gentlemen, it's not sad to watch as a commentator on the political environs of the time, because Joe Biden is doing things that are honestly and candidly immoral, unethical, and just awful. Here's one of them, because we got the New Hampshire prim- New Hampshire primary coming up tomorrow, which I'll have full coverage on. Don't you worry. Right now, Bernie Sanders is the runaway favorite. Buttigieg could pull up second. This could be the end of Biden's campaign for the presidency. We'll see. He may not even make it to South Carolina. He's getting desperate. And Joe, as you well know, remember, we always give a shout out, God rest his soul, to the great mm. Tom Marr, radio host yes. of WCBM. Know where you're going. What did Tom Marr? You're a racist. Every <laughs> time Democrats get in trouble like Joe Biden and their campaign starts to collapse, what do they do? They go right back to their comfort zone, which is accusing other people of being racist. Every time it is a foolproof, 100% formula, not for success, for failure, but the Democrats go back to it and why they go back to it because we live in a country, thankfully, that largely, largely, of course, we're going to have episodes of racism. We're a country full of human beings. Sinners, we're going to have people out there who do stupid things. But we are a country that is largely a wonderful place accepting of all people. And the reason identity politics, you're a racist, attacks (laughs) they think they work is precisely, Joe, because we are not a racist country. Bingo! Do you get that? Yeah. Do you get the— Now, I know the conservatives and libertarians and Republicans listening get this. But do the Democrats and liberals listening, I'm asking you to seriously try to process— Chew on this for a moment. What I'm telling you, the reason attacks that impugn people for being racist, falsely so in many cases by the Democrats, are so devastating or they think they're devastating, is because being a racist is considered such a horrible thing in a non-racist country. If we were a racist country where everybody couldn't stand people of other races, calling people a racist wouldn't be an attack.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> that was like a cross
0: between the Fonz and a confused guy do you get it <laughs> yes but the Democrats always go back to this now without further ado here's Biden an unbelievably false defamatory smear on President Trump saying something categorically false which I'm going to debunk right here because I'm really really tired of this bs check this out You see these white supremacists coming out from under the rocks. He has yet once to condemn white supremacy, the neo-Nazis. So he's desperate. And this is why, again, at one hand, again, I'm just trying to give you an insight into what goes on in my head. I'm I'm not going to lie to you. On one hand, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I'm an empathetic guy. I I empathize with people. And I have to tell you, watching an older man, his entire legacy being dismantled before our eyes, it's tough to watch, I'm only a human being. But on the other side of the coin, I don't feel better because he's a lying loser. I mean, he's a loser, by defi- he is a loser. He's making this up. So let's just to be clear on Biden's point, Trump has never condemned white supremacy. You heard it yourself yeah. right there. This is obviously a lie. Now, hat tip, uh, uh, I found this on Steve Guest's Twitter account for these headlines. Now, I want you to be careful here with these headlines. We deliberately did not use uh, anything but left-leaning media outlets here to show you what a lie this is. Trump has never condemned white supremacy. Here's CNBC, headline number one. I'm just going to read the headlines, folks. Not Dan Bongino, uh, not Bongino.com. Trump condemns racism, bigotry, and white supremacy in speech after mass shootings kill 31. Not my headline, I'm getting good at that. You see that, Joe? Yeah, Everything's yeah. in reverse on the teleprompter. Very good. There's yeah. CNBC. Let- <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Washington. Post. Democracy dies in the darkness. That is the darkness, Washington Post. But here's the Washington Post headline, too. Check this little bad boy. I remember Trump has never condemned white supremacy, according to Biden. Headline, Washington Post, Trump condemns white supremacy, focuses on combating mental illness over new gun control measures. There you go. Headline right there. You're reading it yourself. YouTube.com slash Bongino if you'd like the visuals to go along at home. Now, you'll say assuredly. The left-leaning New York Times doesn't have an article about Trump condemning white supremacy, right? Can't be because Biden nice. just said he's never done it. That's right. I don't know. We're just going to have to check that out. Let's see the New York Times headline here. New York Times. New York Times. Whoa. Oh. Whoa. New York Times. <laughs> Trump condemns white supremacy, but stops short of major gun controls. I don't know. <laughs> Folks, again, why do we do this on the show? You say, we already know this, Dan. We've heard the speeches by Trump condemning literally white supremacy. Because shockingly, there are liberals who listen to my show. Not that they listen, but there's shockingly, there are liberals who listen to the show who are still confused about this. That is a lie. What Biden said is an outright lie. Now, in case you need more visual evidence, here's a President Trump tweet from his own account. The riots in Charlottesville a year ago resulted in senseless death and division. We must all come together as a nation. I condemn, let me repeat, I condemn a third time. I condemn all types of racism and acts of violence. Peace to all Americans. Again, Joe Biden's lying to you and telling you. that. And that's why I don't, if this guy's, you're going to watch a, what he thought was a once proud legacy now fold. Into just a disaster of humiliate of cosmically level humiliating proportions. This is a mess. All right, New Hampshire primary tomorrow. Again, tune into the show. We will have all your updates both uh, tomorrow morning as it's going on and Wednesday. Don't miss that. Let me get to Nunes because this is important. So Devin Nunes was on Maria Bartiromo's excellent Sunday morning Futures show. Um, it's on, I believe, ten o'clock on Sunday yeah. on the Fox News Channel. It's a can't miss. It really, Maria Bartiromo's show is fantastic. Hat tip to her. She's been all over Spygate. And I have to tell you, she's one of the uh, a genuine news reporter, unlike most of the people out there, who has been all over Spygate from the start. And I have to tell you, she, gets, she doesn't get as many accolades as others, and I can't figure out why. Her show is a can't miss. Well, she had Devin Nunes on this weekend. And Nunes, who we all know is just terrific, especially on Spygate. The nation owes him a debt of gratitude. Came on and had a really revealing little bit here about what I told you last week, how these people all know each other involved in the Spygate scandal, the Muellergate scandal, and these same people involved in the Mueller-Spygate scandal were involved in the fake whistleblower scandal. They all know each other and they all have something to hide. So listen to this little nugget from Nunes and pay particular attention to how he ends his bite. This is important. Check this out.
2: Yeah, it's not going to end. Uh, They've been doing it since the president was first elected, just like Senator Scott just said. All the major newspapers in this country, the legacy media owned by the billionaires, they've all been calling for it. So this has been a work in progress and they imploded with the Russia investigation in a big way because it was a complete hoax. And then they manufactured this new Ukrainian hoax, which, you know, we're starting to get to the bottom of, of this hoax. And I think as as soon as the whistleblower actually gets called, or the supposed whistleblower gets called before the Senate and conducts an interview, you'll be able to fit the pieces in between the Democrats in the House and their staff who met with the whistleblower and this scam that the ICIG is under who refuses to provide the evidence for his outlandish claims that uh, you didn't need to have firsthand uh, information. You only had to have secondhand information and that somehow miraculously the form was changed. And then none of those stories actually make any sense. And when you put all that together, uh, I think you're going to find a fake impeachment hoax.
0: (laughs) I love this guy. You know when you were on the road and you were a kid, you saw the truck driver and they toot the uh, horn. Whenever yeah. <laughs> I see Nunes, if I see Nunes on so, uh, uh, toot your horn, Nunes. I love this guy. Again, what we covered last week and the week before, this intricate web of people who all. What do I? What have I been saying for two years? Remember the names, right? The best advice I ever got as a federal agent working complicated cases is memorize in your head the names of the players involved. Because when you hear them creep up on wiretaps, when you see their names appear on financial transactions, if you don't have them memorized, you're not going to know how the pieces fit together. If you've memorized the names, what Nunes is saying is all of these people are connected in the same scheme. So he's coming away with two things on this. They're covering something up. These are repeated attacks on the president, repeated hoaxes, and that somehow the fake whistleblower is involved. Well, let's go through a quick breakdown of what he's talking about. And Joe, do you have the Nunes translator? Uh, Yeah, let me is that handy? Yeah, Yeah, go get the Nunes. We need the Nunes translator. uh, This is important. uh, I'm sorry, I can't find it right off. Ah, if you come in, uh, we need the, the Nunes. If you don't get the, if you find the Nunes translator during this segment, let me know. We'll take a Nunes translator break. We need to. Tra- I am here to translate what Devin Nunes is saying. So let's get to it. So the whistleblower scam, the fake whistleblower scam. Remember, the fake whistleblower reports to the ICIG, the intelligence community inspector general. I have evidence of Trump and a quid pro quo, eh, yada, yada, yada. I heard the call or I, someone told me about the call. All nonsense, all garbage, all made up. Got it. The whistleblower scam, I thought of a way to I so I, I took a little note here. I thought of a way to describe the fake whistleblower scam in terms of spiking and others. The fake whistleblower scam, for you baseball fans out there, what does this mean? Was the relief pitcher scam? Bring in the righty, Joe. Or if it's a lefty. Bring in the lefty. That's what the bullpen coach does, or the manager. When a manager comes out in a baseball game, right? You baseball fans know it. And they want to make a pitching change. You see them come out. If you're not baseball fans now, you know what I'm talking about. And they go, they look to the bullpen. They go, the righty. Bring in the righty. This is the whistleblower. This is the bullpen scam, Joe. It was this, the whistleblower scam was sitting in the bullpen, waiting to be called out by the, by the manager. As my mother in New York calls it, the manager <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the manager had to come out and call. why why did they call in the bullpen scam why did they need the relief the pitcher yeah, yeah. there we go well uh, I please mean, go with we need this right now here we go initiating noon yes translator den thank you we oh, need welcome. i'm translating newness <laughs> Nunes is saying the manager came out of the bullpen and they brought in the bullpen scam who is the manager <laughs> Obviously, the manager of this has been Adam Schiff and the Democrats in Congress have been committed to making up scandal upon scandal against Donald Trump to get him out of office. In managing the scandal, they were somehow dealing with the whistleblower. This was the bullpen scam. Let's go into this and a little bit of background so you understand how these people all know each other. They all can't stand Trump and they're all working to bring in relief pitcher scam upon relief pitcher scam, hoping they can strike out the president. Let's go to judicial watch. We had Tom Fitton on the interview show a few weeks ago. He's just spectacular. Him and his group at judicialwatch.org do great work. This is from November 2019. (laughs) Thank you to Paula for, of course, we have to censor on YouTube the fake whistleblower. Uh, Still to this day, can't understand why everybody in the known universe knows exactly who he is. But Judicial Watch, November of 2019. White House visitor logs detail meetings of YouTube censored the fake whistleblower. So Judicial Watch, in a nutshell, got the visitor logs from the White House and some very suspicious patterns of meetings. Remember, these people all know each other. Some very suspicious patterns of meetings creeped up with the Obama White House and very specific people. So let's go to takeaway number one. Remember, this is the fake whistleblower who came out of the bullpen with the Ukrainian fake quid pro quo allegations Mm -hmm. after Spygate and Mullergate collapsed. Now, why would he do that? What was the fake whistleblower hiding? Well, let's look at the judicial logs, the judicial watch logs from the White House, who the fake whistleblower in the Obama White House was meeting with at the Obama White House. Check this out, screenshot number one from the judicial watch piece, which will be in my show notes, bongino.com slash newsletter, if you'd like the show notes emailed to you. The White House visitor logs revealed the following individuals met with the fake whistleblower while he was detailed to the Obama White House. Whoa! First, we have this Daria Kaliniuk, co founder and executive director of the George Soros funded ANTAC, Anti Corruption Action Center. Mm. She visited on December of 2015. Crazy. Because, you know what's really weird about that? Weird, weird. And by I mean weird, I mean not weird. Is that the Obama administration appears to be meeting with the founder of this anti corruption group founded by Soros, liberal mega donor in Ukraine. That allegedly appears on a do not prosecute list or statement from our diplomats in the Ukraine demanding that this anti-corruption group funded by Soros not be prosecuted or investigated for alleged malfeasance. That's kind of weird. Also, we have Gina Lentina, a senior program at Freedom House. She was the Eurasia program coordinator at the George Soros-funded Open Society Foundation. Gosh, she's in the White House on March of 2016. A few months afterwards. Whew. Man, this is really odd. Yeah. We also have this Rachel Goldbrenner, now an NYU law professor visiting the White House, who at the time was an advisor to the then ambassador to the United Nations, Samantha Power. She visits on January 2016 and August of 2016 with the fake whistleblower at the White House. Now, Samantha Power and aid to Samantha Power is in, in these meetings with the fake whistleblower and the Obama White House and people from Ukraine that are Ukrainian diplomats overseas don't want prosecuted and they don't want to prosecute and they have ties to George Soros as well. These groups a liberal mega donor. You know, Joe, in some limited circles, we call that a media story, but not in this media environment where journalists have a hard time doing actual journalism. Right. But isn't it odd that this Rachel Gilbrenner is in these meetings and she worked for Samantha Power? Samantha Power. Gosh, remember the name? Where the, you? Uh, how does that relate yeah, to Sam, Spygate? Sam, you said Spygate. You, know. you can Samantha. Yes. Where that come? Oh yes. Oh oh. oh oh. Samantha Power. Yeah. Whose name appears on hundreds of unmasking requests in the yes. Obama administration? Yeah. Gosh, isn't that strange? And Samantha Power, who later on says, hey, I didn't know anything about this effort to basically wiretap people. Essentially, that's what unmasking is. It's when you're listening in and getting transcripts of phone calls between people you don't have a warrant on. And when you deem that person in the United States to be of interest, you unmask, pull the mask off what their names are. You're essentially wiretapping them. But Samantha Power whose name appears on those requests to essentially yeah. wiretap people. Samantha Power's name appears, And she says, Oh, I didn't know anything about that. Remember the wiretaps that appeared in the spy thing, the unmasking requests that were the precursor to the FISA warrants. Yeah. To spy, spy gate, spy gate, to spy on people for the liberals. I know they have a tough time with this yeah. to spy on the Trump team and campaigns. Remember Devin Nunes's statement. Oh boy. Nunes translator in full force now. Yeah. Remember Nunes' statement back in March of 2016, right after the president takes office? Excuse me, 2017. Right after the president takes office, Nunes comes out and gives that presser and says, I've seen information about spying on campaigns and spying Mm -hmm. on people not related to Russia. Was he talking about unmaskings and requests by Samantha Power, whose aide is in on this meeting with the fake whistleblower in Ukraine? Jeez. In other places, we call this a story. Not here. Spygate people, Samantha Power involved in spying in on meetings with Ukraine and a fake whistleblower who then files the fake complaint leading to the impeachment. Who gives the complaint to Michael Atkinson, Hmm. the inspector general? of the intelligence community, who Devin Nunes points out just changes the rules so that the whistleblower can file the complaint. You need firsthand information. The whistleblower didn't have it. He had secondhand information. Don't you worry. Michael Atkinson, who used to be one of the attorneys in the national security division that approved the warrants to spy on Trump. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. Working for John Carlin, who headed the national security division, Mueller's old chief of staff. Yeah, that's who John Carlin was. They approved the warrants to spy on Trump. The inspector general who approved a bogus secondhand complaint about Donald Trump used to impeach him was the lawyer for the National Security Division that approved the warrants to spy on Trump. Oh, it gets better from this Judicial Watch piece. It always gets better on the show. Always. Yeah, always. <laughs> who else were involved with these meetings with the fake whistleblower at the Obama White House? From the Judicial Watch, this gets this just gets great. You want to see how all this stuff is tied together? It's the infinity symbol, goes back and forth and back and forth. So who else was in there? Well, James Melville, James Melville was in these meetings with the fake whistleblower about Ukraine. Who the heck is that? He's the then recently confirmed as Obama's. He was a a recently confirmed ambassador in the Obama administration to Estonia. He's in with these meetings and the fake whistleblower too in September of 2015. Hold that thought. Estonia, hold the thought. Okay. Got it? Yeah. Ambassador Estonia is in on these Ukraine meetings with fake whistleblower. Keep that in your head. Who else is in the meetings? Victoria Nuland. Ah, oh, we all remember her. Ah, yeah. Who at the time was the Assistant Secretary of State in the Obama administration for European and Eurasian affairs, who met with the YouTube-censored fake whistleblower on, on June of 2016. Estonia. What? What? That mm-hmm. was Obama's ambassador to Estonia doing in the White House, meeting with a fake whistleblower who files a complaint with Atkinson, who was in the Justice Department when they approved the warrants to spy on Trump, working for Mueller's former chief of staff, John Carlin, who headed that division of the Justice Department. Gosh, that's crazy, isn't it? What was Obama's and White House and the whistleblower, uh, fake whistleblower, meeting with this Estonia guy, the ambassador of Estonia? What does that have to do with it? anything? Well, don't worry. We do the research for you on this show. Let's go to this piece in The Guardian, which is always a doozy. I love this. I got to bring this one up often. By Luke Harding and others. The Guardian. British spies were first to spot Trump teams links with Russians. Wait, wait, wait. British spies Ah. so foreigners are passing information to the Obama team about Trump? I would call that foreign collusion. But oh, look at this little nugget from this Guardian piece, which we bring up often. This is just, this can't possibly be, Joe. Check this out. From inside the Guardian piece, we learn that it wasn't only the United Kingdom and the Brits that were spying on Trump for the Obama administration. Wait, I thought we didn't like foreign collusion. What happened? The piece says, and I quote, over the next six months until the summer of 2016, for liberals listening, that was the campaign season for president. I know you have a tough time with things like that. A number of Western agencies, a wait, a number? Wait, wait, a number. I huh? thought foreign collusion was bad. A, <laughs> crazy. A number of Western agencies shared further information on contacts between Trump's inner circle and Russians, sources said. Sources said. The European countries that passed on elect that passed on this electronic intelligence, known as SIGINT, short for signal intelligence, included Germany. Wait, wait, wait. Paula, my eyes are getting bad. Can you just, is that say Estonia included? It does say Estonia and Poland, Australia and Five Eyes Spying Alliance countries. Wow, how bizarre. So the Estonians with the United Kingdom and other Five Eyes countries are spying for the Obama administration on Trump. Oh, I've got some stuff on that coming. Oh, do I ever, once I can properly handle my business on that. So unlike the media, actually vet my sources first. So the Estonians are also, according to The Guardian, not me, it's a liberal-leaning newspaper, spying on Trump for the Obama administration while Obama's ambassador to Estonia, this guy Melville, is in the White House meeting with the fake whistleblower in the Obama administration. What are the chances of that, man? Holy! Holy, (laughs) man! Crazy time! Weird! And by weird, as always, we mean not weird. Totally in line with the Obama administration's effort to coordinate an international spying cabal on President Trump, then-candidate Trump. Now, I'm going to get to part two of that because we covered Melville. I told you, remember Estonia? Now you see the Estonian connection and what was going on there. And now you see what Devin Nunes is talking about when he says, oh, when you see the connections between the fake whistleblower and others out there, this is all going to come together, how all these scandals are connected. It was the relief pitcher scandal. Bring in the righty. Bring him in. I'm going to get to the second part of this. Event. i got to take a quick break for my sponsors. But keep Victoria Newland's uh, 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 name in your melon, too. Because this is going to come up, too, how all this stuff is related. All right. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Ashford. Ashford, listen. Are you in the market for a great higher education experience. Improve your career prospects. Improve your life better your cerebral capabilities, well, go check out our friends at Ashford. We love Ashford. We all have an idea of what our dream job looks like. But listen, someone isn't going to just hand your job to you. Odds you'll need at least a bachelor's degree to make that dream job a reality. It's hard to go back to school, I know, while you're working. I went to school online. I did my MBA largely online. I have to tell you, it was one of the best experiences of my life. It was challenging. It was tough. It was worth every minute. I was actually talking to a doctor friend of mine about it last night. I never learned more. That's why you'll love Ashford University. It's convenient and flexible. Ashford University's online bachelor's and master's degree programs allow you to learn at your own pace. You can study wherever you're the most comfortable learning. One course at a time. Ashford University's, Ashford University's six-week-long courses allow you to take one course at a time. Being enrolled in one class at Ashford means you're considered a full-time student. I had a terrific experience, again, pursuing my degree online. never learn more. It was wonderful. No standardized tests are required. The SAT, GRE, GMAT, and other standardized test scores are not required for enrolling at Ashford University. Acc- accreditation. Ashford University is fully accredited by WSAC, Senior College, and University Commission. Get on the road to earning your degree and making your dream job a reality today. Enroll now by going to ashford.edu. That's Ashford. A-S-H-F-O-R-D dot E-D-U slash Bongino to start your degree today. Ashford dot E-D-U slash Okay, welcome back. So I told you about how all of these scandals are connected and now you see how shockingly the ambassador to Estonia shows up at a meeting while the Guardian's reporting the Estonians may be assisting the Obama administration to spy on Trump. Just weird. But on that Judicial Watch thing we saw that also one of the meetings with the fake whistleblower was Victoria Nuland. Victoria Nuland, who, by the way, is a Clinton acolyte of the highest order. All right, Intricately weaved herself into the thread of the Clinton fabric. Everywhere you see the Clintons, you basically see Victoria Nuland pop up. Now, this is where this gets interesting. So Nuland's meeting with the fake whistleblower too? What does Nuland have to do with this? Well, this is where it gets even more bizarre. Let's go to this Washington Times piece by the great Rowan Scarborough, who's done some terrific investigative work. And we see that Victoria Nuland creeps up again in both Spygate and with the fake whistleblower, literally. Obama aid started Christopher Steele FBI alliance by Rowan Scarborough. Again, a story that will be in the show notes. It's an older story from March of 2018, but it's an older story that's now new again. Who's the Obama aid? who starts the whole Spygate case by basically introducing Christopher Steele, author of the fake dossier, to the FBI. Hey, you may want to talk to this guy so we can spy on Donald Trump. Who's the Obama aide who did that? Well, let's go to the Washington Times piece and we can see, quote, these disclosures, including that Victoria Newland, then at the State Department, started the FBI Steele marriage, is contained in Russian roulette. Russian Roulette is a book, which was released Tuesday. This is from 2018 and was authored by two longtime Washington media figures, Yahoo News reporter, Michael Isikoff and Mother Jones magazine's David Korn. This gets better. (laughs) Just when you think this is why this thing will never end. This weeb of idiots. Remember the headline. Don't ever forget it because you'll get confused if you don't remember. it. They all know each other. They are going to trot out scandal upon scandal upon scandal. It's all made up and they're all trying to hide something. Their role in either Spygate or the fake whistleblower affair. So now we know that the FBI hooked up with Christopher Steele after Victoria Newland okayed the meeting personally from the State Department. Yeah, go ahead. Meet with Steele. He's got some info on Trump. Didn't matter. It was all fake. Victoria Newland did that. Victoria Nuland, the same person Judicial Watch found out, is meeting with the fake whistleblower at the White House? Again, media folks, don't you worry. Nothing to see here. It gets even better. So we know, Victoria Nuland, that this story I just told you about, about Nuland marrying up the FBI and Christopher Steele and his fake dossier used to spy on Trump, we know that charge comes from a book called Russian Roulette written by Michael Isikoff. Michael Isikoff. Michael Isikoff. Gosh, where did Isikoff. we see that name before? Yeah. Now, there's no way, right, that uh-huh. Michael a alleged reporter, could yeah. possibly be connected to Alexandra Chalupa, hmm. who was the DNC, Democrat operative, who left the DNC to go collude with Ukrainians and who's primarily responsible for reaching out to the Ukrainians to get negative information on the Trump team. One of those pieces of information alleged to be in reporting the fake black ledger Mm -hmm. used to attack and arrest Paul Manafort and investigate Paul Manafort. There's no way Izakov, the reporter, writing about Newland and the FBA could possibly be connected to Chalupa. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, perfectly. Of course, it makes perfect sense. Because again, when I say all this stuff is weird, I mean not weird because the Obama administration just loves spy. Check out this piece by John Solomon at The Hill. Again, these people all know each other. The Hill. Ukrainian embassy confirms DNC contractor Chalupa solicited Trump dirt in 2016. Wait, the Ukrainian embassy's confirming that there were efforts made to collude with a foreign government to get dirt on Trump. You're reading a headline yourself, ladies and gentlemen. The Ukrainian embassy actually confirmed this. <laughs> From the inside of the piece, we see another interesting little nugget about this venom-like destructive symbiosis between the media, the spy gay plotters. Alexandra Chalupa, former DNC contractor, by the way, who also is in some of these meetings at the White House. Yes. These meetings involving Ukraine, these meetings that uh, the fake whistleblower was in, a lot of them. Chalupa continued to build a case that Manafort and Trump were tied to Russia. In April 2016, she attended a, she attended an international symposium where she reported back to the DNC that she had met with Ukrainian journalists to talk about Paul Manafort. She also wrote that she invited American reporter. Michael Isikoff oh, to speak with her. And is it, this is, I, I mean, this is just amazing. Isikoff wrote some of the seminal stories tying Manafort to Ukraine, Trump to Russia. He later wrote a book making a case for Russian collusion. So folks, because I have a lot more to get to. I mean, are you not just... The Nunes appearance, oh, again, once you apply the Nunes translator, it all makes sense. This is nothing more than a group of anti-Trump idiots trying to cover up their involvement in a spying scandal who are trotting out relief pitcher scandal upon relief pitcher scandal in a desperate effort to cover up two things their involvement in the foreign spying scandal with foreign governments Estonia the UK and others they're involved in that we now know that and they're also trying to hide up massive corruption trying to hide excuse me amongst the Bidens which I'll get to in a minute with some video from Rudy Giuliani which is critical (sighs) I hope I get to this AOC one too. That's good, cool, <laughs> right? Paul with the AOC video. Hey, Joe, I know you get to cheat So I'm hoping to get a little comic <laughs> relief today. I'm hoping to get to that too. All right, you know what? Let me just knock this out because I love our sponsors. Uh, we have one final sponsor today. And then I want to get to Giuliani because it describes part two of what all of these people who know each other are desperate to hide. Because it, it could be, I mean, it could be criminal and could be seriously criminal. This is one of my favorite sponsors, Vincero. Ladies and gentlemen, I love Vincero. These watches are just beautiful. They are beautiful, they are sharp-looking, and they just scream like, I want one of these. Vincero knows how important it is to look and feel your best, and they're here to keep you motivated through 2020 and beyond. You're looking to upgrade your look? Don't waste your money on cheap, cookie-cutter garbage watches that don't get you noticed, right? You want a watch that screams, check this out. I love these watches. Finding a watch that's stylish, bold, and built to last can cost a lot. Vincero Watches is changing all of that. Their story's amazing, by the way. You're, I'm, I'm sorry if you're spending like ten and twenty thousand on watches. You're getting ripped off. No, you get the you get the same quality watch, and a better looking watch for a, a, a fraction of that. Vincero believes you deserve to look good, no matter what your budget. You deserve better than settling for something that looks underwhelming. Look at this. Look at this bad boy right there. Yeah. No, I'm not showing you my biceps. I'm showing you the watch. Yeah. Look at that. That's it's the nice. altitude s. Yeah. You want another color? I got some of these for you too, buddy. CPAC. Cool. I'll be bringing them up. We'll be at CPAC this year. Check that out. You like that color? Look yeah. at that. You want to see how sharp? You want the attention coming your way? Look at that outfit. I like the black one personally. I'm a big fan of black. When I go on to go out, I want to look a little more, little less roughneck. I want to look a little more stylish with my suits on or whatever. <laughs> go out for date night. You rock the Chrono Look, see, see how yeah, it's all man. beat up. You know why it's all beat up? Because I wear it all the time. Look at that. I love this watch. You're not going to get a sharper watch than that. There you go. Go pay twenty thousand dollars for a watch. Waste your money. You get this sharp-looking bad boy right here. People are going to look at your wrist and be like, my gosh, that is a beautiful watch. That's what you're going to get. The Chrono OS. Check that out. I'm rocking the altitude today because I'm feeling a little hardcore. It's just me. Head over to Vincero Watches. Use my promo code Bongino. Vincero understands the frustrations of online shopping. They get it. They make it easy. They offer free shipping, 30-day returns, and guarantees your watch for two years. Stress-free shopping with fair and honest prices. Put it on and know what you paid for. These are awesome watches. The best value for your money guaranteed. Vincero is over 20,000 five-star reviews on their site. You can read for yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, go to vincerowatches.com slash Bongino. Vincero, V-I-N-C-E-R-O, watches.com slash Bongino. Use my discount code Bongino for a discount at checkout. Do not pay full price on these beautiful timepieces. Use my code Bongino at checkout. Rock one of these bad boys. You'll love it. And Cherowatches.com slash Bongino. Okay. Back to the show. So Rudy Giuliani was on Maria Bartiromo's fantastic show on Fox this weekend. And we love the former mayor of New York because he is not letting up on this Ukrainian scandal and the Bidens and all their nonsense one bit. He will not be intimidated. Matter of fact, what I love about him is he's doubling and tripling down two thumbs up from the Dan Bongino show for that. So I've got a few sound bites from Rudy Giuliani's appearance, and this was the first one where he talks about, you know, there's this myth out there that the Biden family, this this syndicate of a malfeasant cabal syndicate of uh, money grubbers out there who used overseas their Biden's influence overseas to enrich their family. There's a rumor out there going around the Democrats are spreading that there was no ongoing investigation into the Biden family when Biden was the point man in Ukraine. There were no investigations. So when Biden demanded that that prosecutor be fired, he just demanded it because he was corrupt. That prosecutor wasn't actively looking into Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden's company. Really? Because Giuliani dropped two bombs on Maria Romo show and actually produced what we call evidence this weekend. Check out cut number one. This is good
1: every time joe biden was named point man the biden family made millions as a prosecutor that just like doesn't compute for me he's named point man in iraq the brother gets a half a billion dollar housing deal four weeks, four days later no housing experience ukraine point man the kid makes eight million dollars and now they're looking at where the money went to joe the whole deal there was between the owner of the company and joe and it was to protect the company and the reason he got the prosecutor kicked out is, remember they said that, that Hunter Biden was not under investigation by that prosecutor? Yeah. Well, I'd like you to look at this document that he unequivocally says, and this is ar- around the time he was fired. This is uh, uh, February 18, 2016. He was fired in February 2016. Okay. It just reads very simply, uh, Barisma Holding Limited and its director, Hunter Biden, are involved in corruption affair. And then it lays out a stone cold uh, money laundering situation that he was involved in for fourteen point six million dollars that went from as lo- disguised as loans from Ukraine to Latvia, Latvia to Cyprus. And then it came to the U.S. And they wouldn't give the prosecutor the amounts of money that went to Hunter Biden and Devin Archer because the prosecutor was told the American embassy wouldn't give it. Well, I recovered those documents from the trial of Devin Archer. You know, his partner was convicted of, yeah, of, of securities for it. Yeah. In, that, in that trial, they had to produce records that shows this money coming in at exactly that time. So it ties the money laundering all together. Uh,
0: so to kind of sum that up in little bullet points there, because there's a lot of yeah. info. That's a long 12 minute. We got to cut it into three pieces. I mean, there's there's so much in there. But just the major takeaways from that one. So there was, wait, Rudy Giuliani has actual evidence, paper documents showing that there was an active investigation ongoing into not only the Biden family, but potential money laundering that may have benefited the Biden family. Actual official documents, government, that again, you know, in in some limited circles, we would call that a clue for media people to go, really? You mean there's a paper trail of checks being cashed? Laundered through foreign countries that wound up somehow in the Biden sphere of influence, and nobody seems to be concerned. And takeaway number two, when people expressed some concern and went to our Ukrainian embassy overseas, staffed by Marie Ivanovich and other swampers like George Kent and others, nobody wanted to hear about it. I thought, you know, corruption and international corruption was kind of our thing, right? Like getting rid of that. Yeah. And then when they tried to give the information to the FBI and the DOJ, nobody really cared. Here's Giuliani, uh, former mayor of New York, elaborating about that. How, when the investigation they tried to move it ahead, nobody in the United States or media people seemed to care much. Weird. And by weird, we mean really not weird. Check this out.
1: If, If there were a document about you or me like this, I think we'd be in jail by now. The, the Treasury Department. He, he hasn't even investigated. Well, that's th- this is the thing. Oh, every time you bring this up, the critics of the president say, well, this has been looked at and looked at before. Nobody this ever actually looked, has not lo- been looked nobody at. Nobody ever looked and at the this. Treasury has I now recovered co- this. Nobody looked at this. They have they have for two years, the Justice Department and the FBI. I have a four witnesses who say that for two years they've been trying to get this information mm-hmm. to the Justice Department, and the FBI. One FBI agent went, to, went went like this to the witness.
0: Nobody seems to care. Well, why is that? Well, the answer is obvious. Why nobody in the media or the Department of Justice at the time and possibly now? I don't know why. I'm, listen, I'm not covering for anyone. I don't care who appointed you or what. Nobody seems to care about this corruption because why? Well, it's obvious, man. Because Joe Biden belongs to a protected class. And what is that protected class? Democrats. And Obama people, oh, we can't have the Obama legacy dismantled and be uh, stained and tarnished forever by the fact that Obama's vice president was one of the most corrupt in modern history. We can't have that story out there. There's a paper trail. Joe, checks were signed. Yes, they were. Money exchanged hands. There are official Ukrainian government documents showing there was an investigation into said paper trail and money going to the Biden family that should not have been going there uh, through very circuitous, suspicious routes. Oh, man. Now, one final golden nugget takeaway, because I like to tie this show together. Remember what we talked, this is from Giuliani. It's going to be the third cut. Remember what we talked about before. Hit my own mic. We talked about before how the fake Ukrainian whistleblower and the Ukrainian quid pro quo was meeting with all of these people, Samantha Powers folks, Victoria Nuland, who were key players in the spying operation on Trump while Ukrainians were coming in, who conveniently Ukrainians were feeding information to Alexandra Chalupa, who was a Democrat operative that somehow made it to the FBI, i.e. the fake Paul Manafort Black Ledger of these illicit payments, which turned out to be fake, just like the dossier. We'll call it the Manafort dossier, which was fake. So the same people meeting with the fake whistleblower are meeting on Ukraine at the White House in meetings, some of which are attended by this Alexandra Chalupa, who's colluding with the Ukrainians to destroy Donald Trump while Biden's getting paid over there. Here's
1: Giuliani on Chalupa. This gets good. Uh, second one, equally, um, equally damaging. This is a, a, a memo from a woman named Ali Chalupa. She worked for the Democratic National Committee. This is a memo to her boss, the comms director. This is May 3rd, 2016, right in the middle of the election. She brags to him that she put, uh, she put together. I invited Michael Isakov, whom I've been working with for the past few weeks, and connected him to the Ukrainians to talk about Paul Manafort.
0: Isakoff is a New York Times reporter. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, so this, is, this, is, this is the crime they were investigating the Trump Organization for. This is what they investigated Donald Trump Jr. for two years and said they were going to indict him for. Meanwhile, they have an admission that she was getting information from foreigners and funneling it into the campaign. Then she goes further. She says a big one will hit in next few weeks. The big one in the next few weeks was the phony Black Ledger. The dossier? Yes, the phony black ledger mm-hmm. in which they announced that it would destroy Trump's campaign.
0: <laughs> this is this is a, you have a Democrat operative, Alexandra Chalupa. In an email documenting her own collusion with a foreign government to go and obtain a fake document, this black ledger alleging payments were made to Manafort in cash, used to prosecute and put in jail Paul Manafort. It's fake. She's emailing people about this thing and talking about how she's colluding with reporters and foreign governments to attack the Trump team. And we're supposed to be mad at Donald Trump because in a call with the Ukrainian government, he dares to address potential corruption in Ukraine? We're supposed to be mad at Trump. There's a quid pro pro quo that never happened either. Do you understand what's going on here, folks? They all know each other. They are all hiding something. They are hiding their role in the biggest political scandal in American history, the Spygate scandal, spying on a presidential candidate, using foreign governments to do it in circumvention of U.S. law. And they're hiding Joe Biden's massive, massive malfeasance scheme with his family overseas in China, Ukraine. And elsewhere to enrich his family right around the time Biden was going broke. All coordinated through operatives, Johnny B., John Brennan, Alexandra Chalupa, formerly the DNC, and media hacks, who promoted the collusion hoax the whole time. All right, this is great. I'm sorry, a little comic relief. I'm telling you again, they all know each other, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm glad you're part of this show where you are seriously four and five months ahead of the news cycle. Giuliani just dropped a bomb this weekend with that. Oh, amazing. Man. Showing the act the investigation yeah. into the prosecutor. Biden wanted for it was actively going on. He's got the paperwork. The cash is the checks were cashed. And showing Chalupa's email, acknowledging she was colluding with foreign governments and the same reporters involved in the Russian collusion scheme. Well, uh, media people, you're so useless, really. To the New York Times and Washington Post, just watch my show, okay? Or watch Maria Bartiromo's show, whatever. There's a bunch of good people doing this. We'll learn you a little bit. So I saw this little gem this weekend on Twitter. This is, uh, I mean, this may be understating the word. Even Paul's left. She hasn't even, said, haven't even played it yet. So AOC, the um, intellectual tip of the spear for the new you know, radical far left <laughs> squad <laughs> movement. Yeah. yeah. Hey, was, folks, listen, I, I can't say this enough. Congratulations on winning a seat in Congress to Miss Cortez, Representative Cortez. I mean it. It's hard. I ran for Congress. It's really tough to do that. Good for you. I'm sure you knocked on a lot of doors, wore out some shoes. Terrific. Now your responsibility to the citizens of this country, you're in a powerful position. You're one of 435 members of Congress. Now your responsibility is to actually know stuff. Here's my honest take on what AOC who she is. AOC is a lightweight. I'm sorry folks. the evidence is overwhelming. she just doesn't know anything of substance at all. She's either fed talking points she regurgitates and doesn't understand or she's just winging it and humiliating her so I don't know what it is. It's like that guy who tries to talk about sports when he doesn't know anything. Yeah. you know who I'm talking about, right? And he he, heard, he hears some, he repeats something he overheard from someone else, we but he can't do. like yeah. analyze the situation at all because he doesn't know. We all know that guy. Yeah, this is AOC talking about government yeah. and economics. Embarrassingly, she has a degree in economics. Whoever gave her a degree should really take that back because it's becoming humiliating. Here's AOC doing some absurd rant on her own. Believe it or not, this is her own feed on economics, and notice the evidence she cites. She cites a data point from this famed economist, Joe. This is (laughs) hilarious. Check this out.
2: It's funny you ask this because I was just reading today about how Milton Keynes, a famous uh, economist back in the day, predicted that by 2030, U.S. GDP would grow six to eight times what it is, which would allow for everyday people to work 15 hours a week.
0: Ooh. Dude, how are you not triggered with the Mutley? I mean, come on. You got to get on the ball, brother. This uh, is a, a this is a triple, at least a triple. Oh, Come on. <laughs> this not a, even a double. Come on, one more. I mean, I know you're busy with all your computer stuff. Joe's got a complicated... But that's at least a triple monthly right there. I mean, brother. seriously, we were venturing into like a quadruple, which I know, we hold for special occasions. Who the hell is Milton Keynes? Who? Who's famous economist Milton Keynes? Milton Keynes? Who is that? I don't know. Milton Keynes. Now... Making things worse. Those of you getting the joke, she's probably confusing the great Milton Friedman with the abysmal John Maynard Key- uh, Keynes. It's it. She's making me do it.
1: Milton Bradley. His name isn't even know. Keynes.
0: It's- <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Where's my shirt? <laughs> when Stand I by. saw that, man. It is not. Thank you, by the oh. way, the dude who sent me this. Keep on deep state and very good. I'm going gonna- to hope you don't yeah. mind. I'm going to write on the back of this here. It is not. This is not it. It is not Keynes, <coughs> and his first name isn't Milton. It's John Maynard Keynes. Keynes. It's not Keynesian economics. It's Keynesian economics. Keynesian,
1: yeah, that's it, yeah.
0: And by there the way, Milton Friedman and John Maynard Keynes, not. <laughs> Keynes had two completely divergent views of the government's role in economic growth. Divergent, meaning they diverge. Not convergent, divergent. One way, other way. Oh, okay. Oh my God. There is no Milton Keynes. Guys, keep on deep standing. Thank you, by the way. You know who you are. There's no Milton Keynes. There's not even a John Maynard Keynes. There's a John Maynard Keynes and a Milton Friedman. This is your tip of the spear? Now, folks, you may say, fairly enough, all right, people make mistakes. She confused Friedman and Keynes. She doesn't even know the difference between an idiom and a metaphor. She gives this speech. It's constant with AOC. It's just, they live, she's that person. Oh, Forget about the baseball sports guy analogy. Here's a better one. Joe, come on. Paula, okay, you, th- you know this person. Get ready. in you, you all know this person, right? All right. That person in a conversation at a party, whatever it is. And for some reason, they have some self-confidence issues about uh-huh. their education or whatever it is. You know who it is gone and they start using big words that make absolutely no (laughs) sense and everybody's afraid to tell them right you know that guy or that woman we've all been there oh dude and it's like dude that doesn't mean like princess bride time that doesn't mean what you think it means and they do it over and over and everybody's like cringing and no one wants to say anything yeah that's aoc she has no idea what she's talking about, and she does it over and over. She's up on the hill last week. She was, and the metaphor, you can pull yourself up by your bootstraps. <laughs> it's, not, it's not true. Number one, she's in Congress and she was a bartender, which kind of like renders the whole point moot right there. But then she doesn't understand the difference between the idiom and a metaphor. She's, oh, this is the best you've got. Her and creepy Joe. Creepy, touchy, feely. Joe, the president never condemned white supremacists. Actually, we just produced photo evidence that he did. I don't care. I'm a lion. (laughs) This is it. This is the best you've got. All right, I got to rock and roll here. I'm sorry, I didn't even get to the Oscars. But hey, bottom line, you have that Washington Examiner piece? Last night at the Oscars, approving uh, again why, and my brother texted me this morning, did you see what Brad Pitt said? I go, no, I don't watch this garbage ever. It's trash. I'm not even interested at all in the Oscars. Give me an Oscars and Academy Awards for the cops. That I'll watch. Yeah. Watch the Patriot Awards on Fox this year. Should we give away awards to real people who do real stuff, not who play make-believe for a living? But this lady gets up who did this uh, movie in conjunction with Obama. Yeah, former President Obama. He has a movie production company. She got an award for this movie called American Factory. And she gets up on stage and starts reciting stuff. From the Communist Manifesto. Oh! Watch examiner. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Workers of the world unite. American factory director, uh, uh, director echoes Communist Manifesto rallying cry after Oscars win. Nice job, Hollywood. There you go. You want to alienate? The 1% of America that still believe had, had a case of the for reals and Don't You All for for real, you're even losing them now. Now we're going full communist. They're not even hiding anymore. Unbelievable. All right. I didn't get to the Vinman stuff. I'll try to get to that tomorrow. Loaded show. All right, folks, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. I humbly and and respectfully request that uh, you subscribe there. It's free. YouTube.com slash Bongino. We really want to get to 400,000 subscribers. We're moving pretty fast. Almost there. YouTube.com slash Bongino. Subscribe today. Really appreciate your support. We had a great week last week. Thanks a lot. And I will see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.